Families and schools practice to involve families and the actual involvement and engagement of families are more important. Hear me when I say it's more than important than the background of that family. It's more important than the income of that family. And it's more important than the education level of that family. None of those things dictate the importance of family involvement and how much that affects the academic gains of a child. Helping a family feel welcome is the first step, first step of creating a family-friendly school. Now, I wish, after being in education for 35 years, that I could say that all schools are warm, welcoming, and inviting. That's not the case. Now, our goal is for the future is that every school in this nation has a wide open arm welcoming families and making them feel that they are a part of the culture. That's what we need, a culture that families are welcome and not only are they welcome, we invite them and we reach out to make sure that they're involved in their child's school. So when we start talking about family-friendly schools, I love, I love audience participation. So I want you to think, what does a family-friendly school look like? And I want some hands to share with me, and I'm going to come over so you can get on my Mac. What does a family-friendly school look like? If you were the parent and you were walking into a school, what, that, what would that school look like to you? Physically? Mm -hmm. Or just all around? All around. Well, the, to have the uh, volunteer sign-in sheet and you're welcomed by the receptionist and directed, um, th these are some areas that you can help us in. What are your interests? Great. That makes me feel it's a warm, welcome school when I'm asked, what are your interests in helping? Where do you want to be involved? So they really are concerned about you. And right. that is obvious in when you walk, and your child, when you walk in that door. Right. Exactly. Someone else want to share what that family-friendly school looks like? Welcoming front office staff. Welcoming front office staff. That's one of my key pieces because I'm going to tell you, a front office can kill or bring alive a school. I don't care how great the teacher is. If that front office staff is not warm and inviting and welcoming, Forget about it, because guess what? You've already set the tone. Already set the tone. Anything else? And because of that very piece, what we found often with our schools is that a lot of people that worked in our front offices did not necessarily have the skills to multitask, and they weren't natural. You know, sometimes you got people that just bubbly, and they're just nice all the time, I don't care. You know, the hair drop blew up, the dog bit me, but I'm still happy. You know, you got those people. And then you got other people that's more of a challenge to be that warm and inviting. And I'm gonna tell you, in Pinellas County, we had 100 plus schools. And we on the family services team, what we did was like, we're gonna just see how schools treat us as we walk in. And you know, you really, when you walk up to a desk and I'm dressed like this, name tag, and you don't even look up and acknowledge that I'm there, and you have to clear your throat a few times, and then when they look up, they're not happy that you're disturbing them. Not a very family-friendly or community-friendly school. So we thought it was necessary to train that front office staff on how, do, how does that look? So that is really, really key. 
And uh, so that's why when we really do the training, and this is a training that's going out, so we're hoping that everybody, because to have a culture that invites and makes families feel welcome, it's not just the teachers, it's everybody that's on that campus. And so really there will be a resource under the resource button that says how family friendly is your school. And it's 20 different questions under five different tabs that will really allow schools to look at various areas of their school, whether it is a welcoming environment, whether or not there are programs and activities to engage families in improving student achievement. Because first of all, we want to move parent involvement from just the parents that are selling the cookies and running the carnivals. Not that that's a bad thing, that's a very good thing. But for higher student achievement, we're going to have to go to the next level. Another piece of this is strong relationships between teachers and families. Another crucial piece, that family's got to feel comfortable enough to talk to that family about what their needs are. And then developing family self-confident and power. What does that look like at your school? And professional development for not only the families, but also the staff. And that is from Ann Henderson's uh, Beyond the Bake Sale, which means what we're doing, taking it to the next level. Thank you, audience. All right. So let's talk about the characteristics. You gave me some of them. Let's see what they look like. The school environment is what? Friendly and welcoming. Communication is clear and is frequent. We've got to make sure that what we send out is in written form is something we know all of our families can read. And we don't use a whole lot of educational jargon. You know, we love acronyms. We've got to stay clear of that when we're communicating with families. Families are truly a part of the educational team, which means they also are part of the decision making. That's the next one. I have a tendency to go ahead of what's on my slide. <laughs> Partnerships are developed with all families and families are encouraged to volunteer and, are, and, you, and utilize in a meaningful way. This is what I say about volunteers and families. And I've seen this play out. Business partnerships come to an area, say like St. Pete. They might be here for 20 years, but if they shut down, guess what happened to the employees and the volunteers? They go with that business, okay, if they move to another area. But if you create a relationship with your families, even after the children move on, you will still have a loyal volunteer in your school. So I say nurture your families at the highest possible level. As a matter of fact, I was just in Hamilton County doing a Title I training, and one of the uh, people that was a part of the school advisory council was there. He had gone to school there, his children had gone through school there, and he was a business partner there, and he was on their school advisory council, and his kids are all out of school. But guess what? He is still devoted to that school. So do nurture your families. You will have a loyal volunteer, I guarantee you. The other thing about family-friendly schools, you want to do it early. You want that contact. You don't want school to be halfway through the year before you make contact. I say to schools, if you got new people, new families coming to your school, you contact them beforehand. Let them know that you're looking forward to them. Let them know that you're excited about having their child. They ought to be so pleased because some of our families, the first contact they get is not a good contact. 
You know, and they really don't even want to hear from schools because they're afraid of what they're about to hear. Face-to-face -face contact is the best contact that you can have. You always want ongoing communications. You don't want communications going to families just when you want something for families. Remember we talked about relationships? Relationships is where it's a give and take. So sometimes you're going to share good things with them. Sometimes you're going to want something from them. And two, you want to make sure that you're including them in special programs and that all the demographics of your school is included when you think about engaging families. I guarantee you, it's just like if you've got three children. Anybody has more than one, which I don't, but if you have more than one, I hear people say, each child is very, very different. And what I have to do for one child, I can't do the same for the other. So that's kind of like the population of our families at our schools. They are very different. So what we do for one segment of our families, we might have to do something entirely different. We know we can't just send our emails to families, okay? We know we can't even just call and do a phone tree for families. Why? That might not, I guarantee you, will not reach all of your families.